All right, welcome to the Krug Show. Hope everybody's having a great day. Grant Cohn in the house. Niners getting ready for the Packers on Saturday night. Welcome to the Krug Show. It's January the 19th, 406 on the West Coast, 706 on the East Coast. Brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out. Uh, two locations, Emeryville and Corte Madera. Also brought to you by Marin Autoglass, marinautoglass.com. Grant, good to see you, man. Niners Packers Saturday night. We've talked a lot about it. I'm sure you've talked a lot about it on your channel. Um, what do you think? Give me, why don't we start with this? What is the one area that you think the Packers have a decided advantage against the 49ers? They have the Niners kryptonite to a degree. A mobile quarterback who's playing at an elite level a guy who can get out of the pocket and beat you from inside and outside the pocket. Not not just a one-trick pony, but a guy who can beat you from inside and outside the pocket. Those kind of guys give the Niners probably give everyone problems. But I feel like the Niners with their wide nine, with their whole defensive philosophy, all gas, no breaks from Nick Bosa on down the line, they don't really pay much mind to containing quarterbacks. And I feel like a lot of times they do better just... Uh, Bill Polian was talking about this with Lamar Jackson. I totally agree with him. Your job isn't to isn't to sack him. It's to keep him in one spot. If you keep him in one spot, you might beat him. The Niners don't really do that. They want to knock you off your spot. And Jordan Love, he's not that proven. He hasn't been good that long. But right now, he's playing at a very high level. And like physically, he can kind of do everything. So um, he's a wild card. He might come back down to earth, but I think the Cowboys thought he would probably come back down to earth and he didn't. So we'll see what he can do. And on the flip side, if you said, you know, the very, the thing that you think absolutely the 49ers, the advantage that they have on green Bay, what would you say? It's pretty clear, right? I mean, when anyone tries to make the case that this is going to be a close game and someone wants to rebut that they go to, no, the Packers can't stop the run. This is not going to be close. They can't stop the run. They're like 28th or something in rushing yards allowed. Niners have Christian McCaffrey. End of story, blowout. And there's something to be said for that. If Kyle Shanahan has the right game plan, and if he presses the issue in the divisional round with his running back, the Niners should win this game. But I feel like we've seen games like that where Kyle Shanahan had the advantage in the ground game and decided to pass. NFC Championship game last year. Ravens game this year so that's my only thing sometimes Kyle lets teams off the hook teams that have bad run defenses but it, it's such a glaring weakness the linebackers in general it seems like Kyle Shanahan should be able to toy with them on run plays and play action plays you know it's funny uh, Jason Aponte at Niners Nation has an article up saying 45% of 49er fans believe the team will beat the Packers by 10 to 14 points um, okay. you know I it's funny, and there are some people I know, uh, Stats Carrera, uh, that believes it's going to be a blowout and the Niners are going to blow them out. Um, I really don't see that. I mean, I don't I don't see a blowout. Um, I, I, you know, it's. I think there's that the 49ers have a lot of advantages in this matchup for sure, but I don't see a blowout. I see the 49ers uh, offense having success, but I see Green Bay's offense having success. And and that's why um, I just don't I don't see a blowout in this matchup. I asked Kyle Shanahan. You were sitting right next to me the other on Friday or on Thursday. Um, I said, "Is there any scenario that you would take the ball at the beginning of the game 
And he's like, no. And he just quickly shot it down. Um, and that's fine. But then I had to follow up and say, well, can you expand on that a little bit? And he talked about a number of things. I didn't think it made a whole lot of sense, to be honest, his answer. Um, other than the fact that he said, well, you know, there's the potential for lapping your opponent if you score first into the locker room and then first coming out of the locker room. And I'm thinking back to myself, well, wait a second. How, how about the Chiefs Super Bowl where you sat on the ball going into the locker room and got got run over in the second half? I mean, I just don't see the consistency there. Maybe he's evolved since that game. Maybe he had a different thought at that point because they did go for it with George Kittle after not going for it initially in that in that final sequence. But I don't I don't understand um, why in a sport where you could have literally one drive, the 49ers could get the ball first in the first quarter and take the entire first half with one drive, theoretically, right? Um, or you could have literally like 10 drives and everybody goes three and out and throws three, you know, throws three passes, wastes no time and goes three and out and punts, three and out and punt, three and out and punt. So it's not like it's defined, like there's going to be X number of possessions. So taking the ball or not taking the ball doesn't guarantee you that you're going to have the ball at late second quarter. My thought, my philosophy on it or, or thought on it. And I, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding how this goes. I always felt like you want to put your best team on the field. What I, if you're better offensively then go offense, if you're better defensively, then put your defense out there. The 49ers always want to put their defense out there. And I don't get it because like in this game, I love the Niners offense against Green Bay's defense. And I love the the Green Bay offense against the Niner defense. So I like my offense better against their defense than I like my defense against their offense. Wouldn't I put my offense on the field first, especially when you've only trailed three times at halftime all year and you've lost all three of those games? But he is very resolute, Grant, in exactly his philosophy, which is defer to the second half. Were you, I mean, I don't. I guess you weren't really surprised by it, but what would you think of his answer? I think he just wants to do the same thing every time, and he's decided this is how they're going to do it, and they often get off to hot starts anyway. So I, I get it. I mean, they believe in their defense. They build through their defense in a lot of ways. It's an expensive defense. And what makes their defense special? Two things, in my opinion. Their four-man pass rush and their zone coverage. Those are the two things that make the Niners' defense truly special. Um, you can say they're tackling, I guess, when they're fresh. It's not their run defense. It's not their man coverage. But together, those things make it really hard on most quarterbacks. But the kryptonite for that, again, is a quarterback like Jordan Love, which is why I'm with you. I really like the Packers' offense uh, against the Niners defense in this matchup because a, a defense like this with a great four-man pass rush, Fred Warner, a great zone coverage. Once the quarterback gets out of the pocket, Larry, as you know, the zone is done. Everyone's plastering it. They call it plaster. Everyone just has to find a guy and, and match up man-to-man. -man. You're, you're chasing at that point. And the pass rush is chasing as well. So when you're in the pocket, in a lot of ways, you're at the mercy of the defense. But when you're outside the pocket against the Niners, the defense is a little bit at the quarterback's mercy. We saw it against Baltimore over and over again. They did such a good job of not letting Jalen Hurts do that to them. A great job. 
And I, and I, I mean, that's to me the key of this game. The Niners pass rush against Jordan Love. Jordan Love is the real deal right now. And if they don't take him seriously, if they let him get out of the pocket, they're going to lose. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of game plan they have. You know, it's, it is interesting. I do think that's a, a huge key in this matchup as well. Um, can the 49er front four without blitzing put pressure on Jordan Love? The, the yeah. Green Bay offensive line's given up two sacks in the last four games. Uh, Zach Tom and Rasheed wow. Walker at tackle against Nick Bosa and Chase Young is a major matchup. They, the Green Bay totally shut down Micah Parsons. Parsons didn't do anything. Dallas didn't have a sack. Parsons had one pressure. Um, and now here comes Bosa, who's who's third in the NFL. He's had 95 pressures. Uh, this is the one area I'm really concerned about because it's you know Bosa gets sometimes gets shut out. Chase Young has has been good but not great. Uh, Armstead hasn't played in a while, and Hargrave is is terrific. It's a great four on paper, but those guys need to be great in reality, not just on paper. And to me, that's the one that I'm nervous about. What do you think of yeah. that matchup, and how how good is this Green Bay offensive line in your mind? Well, I think it's good, and I think this is key. To, to be able to match up with the Niners' defense, you have to have a very good offensive line. Otherwise, you are you really don't have a chance. And this Green Bay team, they have a good offensive line. They have a hell of a running back. They have a quarterback who's quite mobile, can get outside of the pocket, and they don't have one go-to guy in the passing game. So it's not like you can just say, well, okay, well, we're going to put Traverius Ward on Devontae Adams and say, you know, beat us by throwing to Alan Lazard. They're not that team anymore. Now you could put Traverius Ward on whoever you think their best wide receiver is. Let's say it's Romeo Dobbs. Jordan Love can still go to his two tight ends. He can go to Aaron Jones. He can go to three other wide receivers. Does not say that the Packers are going to win. It's just... An interesting matchup against the night. I see a high-scoring game unless it's like pouring rain. Seems like a high-scoring game to me. Um, do you think Jair Alexander is going to go? He hadn't practiced this week, and and to me, that's a that's really interesting because if he can't go, and then they've got that their other corner, their other corner um, is a young corner, Carrington Valentine. Valentine allowed eleven point six yards per reception this season on seventy targets. Is it possible Green Bay rolls into this one with neither or, you know, with with real questions, I guess, at cornerback? Or do you think Alexander's going to not practice all week and still play? I mean, he's not listed as out or questionable, so I guess he's in. Yeah, He was a full participate. Jair Brown was full participation in uh, – you're talking about Jair Alexander? Jair Alexander. Did I say Sorry. Jair Brown? I don't know. I, I That was my bad. I think I'm just hungry or something. Yeah, I think Jair Alexander will play. I think he will. I don't know. He didn't practice all week. Um, he's a great player. I mean, yeah. he's a really great player. Him. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're Kyle, what's your offensive game plan here? He always loves balance, but is this a game where maybe you want to feature Christian and Dom and and try to play ball control, try to try to play complimentary ball, and you know Green Bay is 28th against the run. Do you just say, you know what? You're 28th against the run. We've got Christian McCaffrey. We're going Christian McCaffrey all day. Stop it. Or do you do you think he'll still try to remain, you know, balanced run pass? I love this question. And to me, I think it's the question. And if Jim Harbaugh were the coach of this team, what would they do? They'd, they'd probably the just they'd probably just run the ball. And they'd, Kyle they at times, 
you know, the I think of that Ram game on Monday night where he ran 18 times or whatever at the beginning, or they had an 18 play drive at the beginning and they just absolutely challenged the Rams manhood and just ran it down their throat. You remember that game? I do. My point is they're very different in terms of their personality, identity on offense. Jim Harbaugh isn't trying to trick you. You're 28th against the run and he's has a great running game. He, he's going to punish you. That's what he did to Washington. Like, you can't stop the run. We're going to run the ball. We know you're trying to load up to stop it. It's over. Kyle sometimes outthinks himself, especially when he has time. It's like, oh, okay, so you're not good against the run. So you'd think I'm going to run the ball. So you're going to load up. So I'm going to, and, and he, sometimes he gets himself out of it a little bit to me. Like, he'll just miss opportunities where he could just dictate. And he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to trick you. Since you think I'm going to run the ball, I'm going to actually pass in this game. It's like, they have really good pass rushers. They have a really good corner. They just made Dak look terrible. I hope Kyle Shanahan commits to running the ball. It's just so obvious that sometimes Kyle is so so smart that he's like, I can't do what everyone says I have to do, which is run the ball. No. Everyone expects it. Am I wrong? I feel like Kyle thinks it sometimes. I... I like it when you have a decided advantage and you go to it. Now he believes in offensive balance and Mm -hmm. God knows he's got enough, you know, passing weapons and he believes in his quarterback. You say, why wouldn't you throw the ball? Well, because every time when you drop back to throw the ball, there's potential to turn it over. Um, When you're running the ball, yeah, you could fumble it, but man, I mean, you got a great chance. It's, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to beat yourself. The odds are you're not going to beat yourself. You're not going to beat yourself. And and you've got you've got a guy who a lot of people would argue to the to the heavens that that uh CMC was the MVP of the league. Yeah. So I, I guess and, my my biggest complaint with Kyle in the big games, Kyle, uh Grant, is that the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, Debo didn't touch the ball in the second half. And right. NFC championship game, he didn't touch the ball in the final 13 minutes, really. Um, and like he didn't touch the ball at all. And I think only touched the ball two times in the second half of that Super Bowl. I need to see McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo, those three guys touch the ball the most in this game. And and McCaffrey's got to be really at the top of the list. Because here this here's the thing in this matchup. Say whatever you want about the Packers. They're young, they're a year away, they're not as good as the 49ers on paper. They're not. They don't beat themselves. They don't turn the ball over. That's why they're seven and three in their last 10. Jordan Love doesn't throw picks or hasn't in the last nine games. He's like one pick in the last nine games. So the Niners either are going to win or they're going to beat themselves. And we've seen them beat themselves. And when they beat themselves, it's Brock Purdy throwing interceptions because, you know, he's the, like you said, it's more likely you're going to turn the ball over in a pass than a run. So if you want to just not beat yourself in the divisional round against a seven seed, Run the ball, and it doesn't have to be McCaffrey. If you're worried about overusing him, you have plenty of good running backs. You should give Debo some carries. You should give Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell some carries. Run the freaking ball, please. No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. 49ers, uh, and and I had I, I didn't realize the stat till today, but they're 8-0 this year without turning. And when they don't turn it over, they're 8-0. When they have had a turnover, they're 4-5. and five. Mm. Um, And then, and then the, the, the split for Brock... When he doesn't throw a pick, they're ten and zero, and when he does throw a pick, they're two and four. Right. So, so in a lot of ways, it's all on him. Um, yeah, he's the quarterback. What What do you think? I, I titled this stream "Who's Better: 
Brock Purdy or Jordan Love, and people jump me at the tar- top going, oh, that's a clickbait headline. That's but a good question. It's the way you play the day you play. So, you know what? It's not about who's better career. Yeah, Brock's had a better career to this point than Jordan Love. It's about who's going to play better Saturday night for three and a half hours. And Jordan Love right now comes in in a tremendous rhythm. And Brock Purdy comes off, uh, comes in off a 20 day layoff. It's true. Who do you think's the better player? It's hard to say that Jordan Love is better than Brock Purdy when Jordan Love's been good for about two months. Right. He's been good for two months. It's been good. He was not good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He was not good in September and October. So November, December, three months. We'll give him two and a half. He's been good. Fine. Um, I'm going with Brock in terms of what we know as more of a proven guy, but from what we've seen, what Jordan Love might be, what he could become, he might be as good as any quarterback physically, just in terms of what he can do. He seems like he knows the offense. He seems like he's got mastery of the offense. He can go through his reads quickly and he can make incredible throws, jumping, falling backward. He has all the mobility you need, all the arm strength you need, plus. So, yeah, I mean, if you were looking for a quarterback long-term, I would probably lean Jordan Love. But in terms of what they've actually proven, got to go Brock. And I think they're both really good. And I think these teams, these fan bases, I think they're probably a lot closer than either team would like to admit. Either yeah. Both team wants to look down on them like, oh, that guy's just a system quarterback. Like, eh, they're both system plus quarterbacks. I see a lot of, uh, I mean, I know it's almost heresy to say it, but I see a lot of a young Brett Favre in uh, Jordan Love. Just from, he does a lot of the same things Favre did. If you, if you remember back to, you know, he drift off the top of his drop and create a little bit more time and throw from crazy angles. And he's a, he's super athletic, but he wasn't necessarily running to run. He was more of a pocket passer, but man, he was very elusive within the pocket. You know, if I was comparing him, I'd say, Purdy's probably better um, right now. He's probably a little bit more complete right now. I would say Purdy's floor is a little bit higher. Maybe Love's ceiling is higher. Um, Love's hotter right now coming in than than Brock. What did you think of of uh, the you know the Niners this week? How the, how they you know led Brock into this game? It sounds like they worked him pretty hard. Um, you heard him talk this week. Where where do you think his head's at? Where do you think he's at? What did you think of of the way Kyle went about prepping him this week? Where uh, they they didn't really give him a bye week. Grant they worked him hard. He was on the field. He was you know doing a lot of work. They went live one day last week. What do you, what do you think of Purdy and how do you anticipate he'll play? I mean, I think they did the right thing. You couldn't play him against the Rams, just like the Rams didn't play Stafford. Although the Rams did lose, but Stafford played well. Yeah, they did the right thing. They sat him week 18. They practiced him as much as possible. What more can you do? You're a little worried that he might be not in rhythm the way that Jordan Love is because Love is in this incredible streak and Purdy really isn't. But still, I mean, I don't think it should be that big of a deal. My, my, My issue is not so much the rest, but the rain. That's a thing where why do I prefer Jordan Love? Well, let's say it's raining in this game. And maybe it's not. Maybe it won't rain at all. It's not really clear yet. But if it's raining during the game, just like with Tua, you're looking at Purdy like, mm, can you drive the ball through this? Is the ball going to slip out of your hand? Because there was a little bit of an issue with that in Cleveland when he completed like 44% of his throws. But with Jordan Love, 
I mean, he can drive the ball. He can do whatever, you know, he can throw the ball as hard as any quarterback. So that would be sort of an equalizer for Green Bay. I bet the the Niners are privately really hoping it doesn't rain. And I bet the Packers wouldn't mind. I've heard that it's going to rain for three hours on Saturday. Is it going to rain before the game? I think the field we'll rains well. Yeah. My, my bigger question would be like, how windy is it going to be? I was seeing that it might be 15 to 17 mile an hour winds. Oh, um, you know, that that could make it much more of a running game, which may favor the 49ers because they do run the ball. Well, Green Bay's 28th against the run. Um, one other angle before we hit the the bet US. Yeah. Um, Purdy's completion percentage. I, I think Kyle Posey might have had this on Niners Nation. It's pretty good. His completion mm-hmm. percentage in empty sets is 63 percent but he's averaging 11.2 yards per attempt in the empty set. Packers defense, eighth worst in the NFL against teams that run the empty set. Cowboys had success running you know, empty, but it wasn't until the third quarter that they went to it, and they had a lot of success, but the game was over at that point. What do you think? Is that is that an, a major advantage 49ers if you empty the backfield and you kind of speed up the entire thing? Like, Brock's going to process things, you know, faster. You're going to have to cover those five eligibles. If you want to blitz, you can, but man, the ball's coming out fast. And obviously you look at that 11.6 yards per attempt. That's a big number. What do you think? We, you think Shanahan features a lot of empty set uh, plays in this game? I don't think he's going to feature it. He might give it a shot, give it a look. And there are reasons to like an empty set, right? It defines the picture. You can see what who's if is it zone, is it man, just how people match up. It's a very clear picture. Um, spreads out the defense, but you make yourself one dimensional. All you got is a five man protection. If the defense rushes six, the ball has to come out really fast. You can't really have long developing plays. It's hard to get the ball down the field. You have to kind of it's a quick passing set. And yeah, you could do that, but Run the freaking ball. Like what? what you, run the freaking ball. That's what you do against Green Bay. Don't get too cute here. I'm just saying, like, I'm not yelling at you. I just I, I'm I'm worried that Kyle is gonna is gonna think a little bit like this and, and, and dive into the numbers. It's like, no, man, there's one number you you know you gotta worry about. They can't stop the run. You got Christian McCaffrey. You don't have to do be it. that smart this week. You don't have to think that much this week. Take the week off. <laughs> exactly. Uh one last one here before we jump to that. Purdy led the NFL this season in passer rating when pressured. You know, I don't think you, I don't, I mean, not that you can't blitz him, but I don't think blitzing him is the route. What's your best guess as to what Joe Barry does on third downs? Does he, does he rush three and drop eight and, and really try to, you know, muddy the, the coverage picture and, and kind of give Brock a different, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Teams used to do that against Drew Brees drop eight, Play five underneath, three deep, and say, Drew, you're not short. You're not throwing a short pass, Drew. You're gonna have to extend the play and get it down the field. We got five underneath. No, and I think that that I, I'm not saying like Brock's. He's a lot like Drew Brees. He aspires to be Drew Brees, and Drew Brees wasn't just a dink and dunk quarterback. But you might want to try it. I don't think rushing five really works against Brock. He's so good. The Niners are so good at scheming that. I mean, he can. You just dump it down to Debo or McCaffrey so quickly. Got to rush three or four um, and pray. I don't know. I mean, if you don't have good enough coverage, if you have a weakness of safety linebacker or corner, it's going to get, it's going to get exposed. They have the, the coaching, the quarterback, the receiving talent. 
got to be you got to have a great defense to make Brock Purdy look the way the Ravens made him look. And I just Green Bay does it. I'm I'm looking at a high scoring game where both quarterbacks play well, unless it's pouring, unless I'm not seeing something, unless I'm missing something here. There could be turnovers. Well, you know, and it's interesting. It's like you do, you know, one thing in the NFL is these teams know, know each other so well, but there's always wrinkles. There's yeah. always something. There's always the unexpected. And Colt McKivitz said, I said, what do they look like to you on film? And he's like, they rush five a lot. He's like, they rush five a lot and they don't blitz necessarily, but they'll, they'll replace guys. So they'll rush five, but you don't know which five. And then they'll drop guys back into coverage. I just... I think Quay Walker and, and Devondre Campbell are major liabilities in coverage. I think you saw it in this in this Dallas game at times. I think you saw it if you watch Green Bay at all this year. Um, so run the ball, yeah, but you know what? Man, make Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker um, you know, backpedal and play coverage, and I think you could have some huge, huge plays underneath. Here's the thing with rushing five. It's a great way to contain a mobile quarterback because theoretically – if you rush four with five offensive linemen, there's always one gap that's unaccounted for. There's always one scramble lane unless the unless the whole pocket gets really collapsed. When you rush five, if everyone's uh, keeps their gap integrity, you really can't scramble. So it's a great way to contain Brock. But you have to play man coverage. You can't play. You can't play what like a three deep three underneath zone. That'll get I mean, torched. You could. You the one. I mean, you could. You but could. You know, and, and that's the one thing yeah. about Joe Barry last week against Prescott. He threw a bunch of zones at them, and and it was a wide variety of zones. Usually, zone blitzes are like a four man rush where you're like, right? I don't know. Yeah, but you could, or you could play man against the Niners and just get torched by Kittle and Ayuk and McCaffrey. Up to you. I don't know. I don't know what Joe Barry can do that's right against the Niners. What you have to do is have great players on defense. That's how you stop the Niners. And you got to you got you got to pop that ball out. If you're Joe Barry, yeah. you got to be lecturing your guys all week. Pop the ball out somehow, force a turnover because I don't think they can stop them. I think their key on defense is everybody go after the football. All right, it is time for uh, mm. our bet us portion of the of the extravaganza. Um, this is some NFL special bets, which I think are fun. So this is like projecting for for example. Who's going to score the most points in the divisional round? Guess who they think? Niners. The Niners. Plus 175. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green Bay way at the you, bottom. I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this, though. I mean, that Texans team at plus 1400 might not be a bad play the way they're playing. I mean, they just they're went against the well. number one defense in football and scored a ton. Yeah. So there, you can get them at plus fourteen hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah, here, scroll down a little bit. Let's see what other specials they got. Um, you like those? Rushing leader, rushing yards leader in the divisional round, McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. See that? See that to me is why this game is interesting. This to me could be a big rushing game where McCaffrey rushes twenty times, Jones rushes twenty times. They both go over a hundred yards. Be an interesting game, like the kind of game that moves fast. You know, the clock is running the whole time. You look up, it is already the second quarter. Could be fun. Not a lot like of punch. I, I like Isaiah Pacheco on that at plus five hundred. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking yeah. of that game, but I like. You know, I, I mean, I think that's. I think that's a that's an underplay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City and and Buffalo as a as a game. Cold weather. Kansas City's offense struggling. Uh, Kansas City's defense is really good. Uh, Kansas City's tackles are not good. Trying to negate that Buffalo rush on the road. I, I could see a, a number of runs from a, for Isaiah Pacheco. Definitely. And the Chiefs seem like they're peaking at the right time. And you know Josh Allen's going to commit at least one turnover and give the Chiefs an extra possession. All right, let's look. Receiving leader. Now, that's those are some surprising names at the top. Like Ross Brown. He's good. He's re- I don't even know who he is. He's he terrific. Like T.O. is what he looks he's, like. He's, yeah, he's huge. Carved out of granite. Um, I also like Rasheed Rice. People don't talk about him, but he outperformed Tyreek Hill last week. Amon Ross St. Brown has got a huge chip on his shoulder for he's getting good. passed over for the Pro Bowl. Brandon Ayuk is better than Mike Evans at this point in Mike Evans' career. Mike Evans is still good, but there were a couple, at least one play where he was open deep last week and he would have caught it a few years ago, but I feel like he's lost a step. Um, by the way, in some of these other games, what who, what are you going with this weekend as far as just be, basic spreads on these games? Like Texans, Ravens, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. D, I mean, I, I'm going Texans. I like the Texans to cover. I, I don't know about win, but I like the Texans to cover. There were nine and a half points. I like the Packers to cover. I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, I think the Chiefs I love are the Lions in the points. I mean, I, I'm giving the points. I think yeah. I think Lions. A lot of people have convinced themselves that you know Green Bay or that Tampa Bay is good. I what I saw last week was a Philly team that just didn't even show. Uh, the Lions are playing at a much much higher level, and uh, they're physical. They're hard hitting. They're yeah. they've got some great players. I, I'll say I like the Lions maybe in a route. I think the who's Lions your X factor on the Lions because I got one. I mean, I, I always go with Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the back okay. end. I think he's just he's such a great player. He's a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, he's he's special. I mean, there's a reason that you know he's on the Lions. The Lions are great. He was on Philly last year. Philly's great. Philly's defensive backs last year were really good. This year they're not good. Well, what's the difference? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think he's, he's a great. great player. Go back up to the rushing leaders real quick. I want to look um, because my X, X factor for the Lions is Jameer Gibbs. To me, I think that guy's really, really special. And if they play each other next week, Niners-Lions, the way to attack the Niners' run defense is on the edges. I mean, it's hard to go at Eric Armstead, but they don't necessarily set the best edges. And Jameer Gibbs, wow, he's explosive. Yeah. I mean, he's super duper explosive to the perimeter in ways that Aaron Jones isn't. Uh, even Christian McCaffrey isn't. So that that would be a really interesting matchup in a, in a couple of weeks. A lot of people uh, thought on draft day that the Lions reached for Jameer Gibbs. But if you saw the, pic, the picture of their war room, um, their GM and, and Dan Campbell were in a firm embrace. Now, John Dorsey was in that room. He was all ex- they were celebrating. They knew they got something really special. And Jameer Gibbs, and whether it's a runner or as a receiver, that kid's really special. Absolutely. I mean, how many running backs in the league right now are more explosive than him? I mean, I'll take him over A Chain and Mostert. And I, I know he's not as complete as McCaffrey right now as a rookie, but maybe one day. Who do you like in Chiefs Bills? I'm, I, I've, I've decided I'm, I'm my bet in this game is the under. So I'm going to tease Kansas City to the under. So right now it's minus two and a half. Uh, so Kansas City's getting two and a half. I'm going to take 10, basically. Kansas City plus 10 
and then turn that from 45 and a half to like 53 uh, and go under. I, I think that's a low scoring game. Chiefs, Bills, give me Kansas City and those points and then the under on the tees. Uh, which is, you know, tease just means you can take set six and a half or seven and a half points, whatever tease you want, and throw them on either side and, and, and the total. So I'm throwing it on the Chiefs side. I'm going to tease it up and go under. Uh, I think low scoring game. What, it, what What's your angle on Chiefs bills? I think the Chiefs, I mean, just outright, I think the Chiefs are going to win. My, I have a rule. I, I share this with Josh Duba. You know, Josh, yeah. um, for AP, yeah. we have a rule. You never, ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> just that's the way it is especially in the playoffs Who, who's gonna win Mahomes why because that's the way it is so love Josh Allen great player but he's gonna turn the ball over and no one wants to face Josh Allen but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes they're gonna win that game so is that a, is that an upset are they 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 uh yeah they're, are they're, they're underdogs favorite? they're two and a half cool. point yeah, two yeah. and a half point underdogs oh, god Mahomes and points yes please thanks 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 yeah by the way yeah. this one's kind of interesting too um Divisional, the highest scoring game, and it's Niners Packers at plus one seventy five. See, I don't know See? about that. Even though I like the Niners offense, I've already said against the Pack D, and I like the Pack offense against the Niner D. I don't know if that's going to be the highest scoring game, though. So, I, they, are I, they expecting like thirty five twenty six something like that? <laughs> I mean, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I to me, I think Chiefs Bills is definitely low scoring. But I'll take Bucks Lions, even though it's going to be in that cold weather in Detroit. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember that? Did you see that Todd Bowles thing earlier this week? No. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. People. <laughs> well, how would Shanahan have reacted? By the way, should we take this down? Um, yeah. Yeah. How would Real quick, Shanahan- if you guys want to, if you guys want to make any of those wagers, check yeah. out the link in my description. Uh, it's one hundred twenty-five percent sign-up bonus. And uh, pay out in 24 hours. That's it. Thank you, Bet US. All right, what were you saying about uh, Kyle? Like Let's just say one of us, because it's basically that woman was like one of us sitting there. Kyle, um, you know, you're playing in a dome, but I don't know that. And I'm asking you about is your team ready for the weather? Would he? <laughs> would he have? Well, you know how it goes. Right? There's, there's like the beat writer, you know how it is, though. There's the beat writers in the front, right. and then there's the TV people in the back. If a news anchor, a, a a a woman news anchor, asked that question and made that mistake. I have a hard time seeing Kyle Shanahan making fun of her or putting her on the spot or making her feel stupid. I think Kyle Shanahan would handle it like a gentleman. It's so easy to be like, "Hey, actually, they have a dome." Yeah, I know no one. Easy, easy not to know that, but like, you don't necessarily need to make for someone feel stupider <laughs> than they already do. You know what I mean? You don't right. need to. No, I yeah. Don't. That's a great moment to like come across as the nice guy. What NFL coach would not come across as the nice guy? Would oh, would God. Sirianni have be like, what the heck? What the would would Belichick? How would Belichick have responded to that? That's a good question. He just would have. He did long silence. Long yeah. silence. Polar credential. That's yeah. it. I yeah. feel like the other people in 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 uh, Boston, the other writers would be like, get out of here. I think the I could see the other writers turning on her in that if it was a city like Boston or New York. I feel like the dynamic with coaches is changing a little bit. Ten years ago, everyone was like, Belichick, you got to be rude to the media and give them nothing. Now you got guys like Kyle and McDaniel, and they're very conversational, almost uh, teaching. They're almost like classes. 
it's it's not as adversarial anymore. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're allowed to. I, I'm going to tell on myself. My first year, tw- 2011, I was nervous. I wanted to ask Greg Roman right. a question. Right. They were going to play. They were going to play the Saints that week, and I got confused and nervous. And I had it in my head that they were going to play the Ravens that week. So I asked him a question about Ray Rice, and he answered it. I had no idea why he was talking about Ray Rice because I meant to ask about Darren Sproles. Can I be full disclosure? I made a mistake earlier this year as well. Uh, we had just had Steve, you know, Thursdays we go Steve Wilkes, Chris Forster, Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes comes in, does his thing, leaves. Here comes Chris Forster. I I go, uh, qu- question, Steve. I called Chris Forster Steve. <laughs> and he answered the question. He answered the question, you know, he yeah. answered the question, but I just, I saw that after and I was like mortified. I was like, Oh yeah. my God, how did I do that? I had Steve Wilkes on the brain. All right. That's why uh, I don't want to come down too hard on that lady. I feel like sports writer karma is if you do like, you're going to have the next slip of the tongue next. So just be like, Oh, I really feel for her, man. That could be, that could be any of us. Sorry about that. That or your cell phone. Has your cell phone ever gone off? I keep mine on, on silent all the time. So I do happened. Yeah, I do too. But when you saw that happen the other day at Kittle's locker, and he's like, rookie, rookie. And some guy's like, here's another story. Okay, so 2011. Turn it off, turn it off. This is back when people hadn't had phones that long. Gwen Knapp, rest in peace. Remember Gwen Knapp? Yes. Wonderful lady. Great writer. This was 2011. I think we were interviewing Jim Tom Sula in the old um, media trailer, and she had her phone back at her desk and all of us and she, she had a ringtone remember people like you said ringtones yeah and it was margaritaville by what's three rounds <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was uh wasting away again in margaritaville. and everyone kind of started grooving to it and she was mortified so yeah these things happen these things happen oh my god amy trask says seven terrific quarterbacks in brock purdy i like amy what trask a raider. what a raider that's Come all on. i thought Come on, Amy. I know Amy Trask. What about what about Baker? What about Goff? She lived in Oakland. She was an Oakland Raider, not a not a LA Raider, not a Vegas Raider, and that just felt like such an Oakland thing to say. Like, screw the Niners. She can't really believe that, can she? No, come on. I don't think so. How about Chewy? Chewy's comment about take take a shot at Purdy. I don't care if it's after the after the whistle. Break him. It's like the guy in Dallas last year. Going like after Cobra Kai, right? Sweep the leg. Like, shut up. Sweep the leg. Sweep Lord. the leg. Shut up, Mark Tremor. <laughs> that's a dumb thing to say. And he doubled the whole, they all doubled down on it. Like, that's brilliant analysis. Yeah, what I don't like about that again is like, let's say the Niners did that to Jordan Love. Would Mark Tremor be like, hey, that's a good football play? Hey, guys, we have to admit that's a good football. Like, no, you'd be pissed because you're a freaking be fan. Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Because exactly. it's cheating. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's hit the chats, and then we'll jump up the door. Uh, Kellen Edwards, halftime adjustments will be major for the Niners. Offense oh, and like, defense. Assuming it's a close game. We'll see. I'm always shocked that they can make any halftime adjustments. I literally cannot I cannot write three halftime stats, get some Joe Montana nuggets, and get back to my seat before the start of the third quarter. These guys run in and have a game plan change at the second half and then run out. I mean, I'm always shocked. The college bowl thing lasts forever. Col- uh, NFL halftime is like a nanosecond. I'm I would assuming. imagine Kyle runs in there, takes a quick look or takes inventory in his in his head of what's worked so far and then scripts out another 15 plays. 
right I mean, there. If you checked you know? your phone and you took a leak and, and it's time to go back out, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's not like he's giving a speech. I'm sure all the position coaches are working with their positions. Kyle's thinking of 15 plays, and then he goes over them real quick. Okay, this guy's this is going to do first two, boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm sure it's quiet and business like. I'd like. I mean, Matt Barrows knows he was in. I'd like to know. That's right. He was. He got behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, you all let Amy Trask get traction. Best thing for her is to ignore her. When Lowell retires from YouTube, I'll be going with him. Narcissistic clickbait. No thanks. Fish and chips. I'm not sure what he, where he's going there. Uh, I like I, Amy. I know Amy. I do. I like Amy, too. She's a good person. Yeah. She's a good yeah. person. But I just disagree with her. She's allowed to have her opinion. And it's like, hold on again. Again, she was never in personnel. Right. So it's, she has a she has an opinion. She's allowed to have it. I don't see what the big problem is. I mean, I I made the comparison to, you know, Scott McLuhan, I think is a genius personnel guy. You wouldn't ask him if the 49ers should sue the league about X, Y, or Z. Right. Why? Because it, he's not the legal counsel. He's a personnel right. evaluator. They're different lanes. All you ask your question. That's not her expertise. She's more than it's more than in her right to answer it because you asked her right. and it's a free country. Relax. Yeah. Gold Rush, Grant, you are so obsessed with Brock Purdy. So negative. I love Brock Purdy. He's a, he's a good guy. I like covering him. I've never really had a good working relationship with any quarterback on the Niners ever. So I, I appreciate that about Brock. He really doesn't take any of this personally. And he's a grounded dude. He's a pro's pro and the guys pro's like him. Pro. He's and more he's mature a, than me and I'm freaking 36. And he's a good player. I don't know if he's a great player, but he's a damn good player. He's a damn good player. Lyle Bolliard, 49ers should run the ball, mix some passes in and control the clock, keep Green Bay off the field and come out physical. I, I agree with all of that. Good, good one, Lyle. Bay Area Ballers in the house. And he's been a member of your channel, Grant, for 28 months now. That's a long time, man. Good to see you, Eric. Baller, the great Eric Price. Fish and chips, matchups. Kyle Shanahan failed last year. Ask him why he doesn't. Hmm. Why he doesn't what? Missing Come on, there? fish and chips. You got to proofread. There's a lot of people that could, you know, maybe don't do donate two pounds, donate like a dollar ninety five, save that extra five cents, and buy yourself a vowel or a comma or punctuation. He, he's right though. Like, don't let Rashawn Gary uh, dominating Colton McKivitz be the reason you don't win this game. I'm sorry, Colton McKivitz hates me. He always I, makes little comments I, to me in the locker room, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? He will hack like, you, man. He will yeah, he's you. cool. He always does it with a smile. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he's a, he's a very cool guy. Yeah. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says the Bucks put up 34 on Green Bay. The Niners over under 40. Um under. They're not gonna put up 40. Yeah, I'm uh, saying under. They could put I, up 34, I, though. Yeah, sure. I would say it's gonna be something like 20, 24, 17, something like that. That'd be my guess. Uh, Keith Murphy, the unbeaten Grant, check their schedule the last 10 games. I see why Green Bay seven and three. They beat Kansas City. Outside of that, the rest of the opponents aren't good. Yeah, but they beat Kansas City. That's impressive. Yeah. And they're, impressive. They're, they're they beat, in a they beat right now. They're, yeah, they just beat. First of all, they just went on the road against one of the best pass defenses in football and absolutely carved them. Yeah, they beat Detroit and Dallas. Two of the three best teams in the NFC. Now they get to face the Niners. I'm, no one's picking. I don't think anyone's picking Green Bay to win this game. But no. I think it's fair to maybe think it might be an interesting game. All 12 uh, NFL.com people uh, at the end of the preview picked Niners. Yeah. David Baker, are you I'm overlooking the Niners? I am too. I am yeah. too. 
But I but here's the thing. I don't think I'm it's gonna be a crazy. blowout, and I respect the hell out of what Green Bay is because yeah. Green Bay is coming. Green Bay's yeah. young receivers, the tight ends, the receivers, they're all real and they're coming. I don't know if they're gonna arrive by Saturday night, but beware of them in the next two, three years. They're coming. Also, every time the Niners played the Packers in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Just terrible. I don't respect Aaron Rodgers. I, I he he was great against other teams, but not against the Niners when I covered them. And it's going to be interesting to see what Jordan Love can do. I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but at least he doesn't openly feud with the quarter with the coach. So curious to see how that goes. You know, I love Aaron Rodgers too, but I think Aaron Rodgers, by the time the Niners played him in the playoffs, was thinking a lot about self-preservation, and the ball was coming out faster. This kid reminds me much more of a young Favre who held the ball, drifted, wasn't afraid to take a hit, and it didn't really fear the rush. Um, and that kind of scares me a little bit. Hot take. Favre was better than Rodgers. Rodgers' numbers <laughs> were better because of the rules. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're right there. They're right there with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them are quite controversial. Uh, mm-hmm. David Baker says, are you overlooking Wilkes' ability to scheme against the pack? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. I think Steve, Steve Wilkes is a hell of a coach, an excellent coach, and I'm not uh, counting against him. No, not at all. When I asked him about this group of young tight ends and receivers, you know, he was like, hey, you, you try to defeat the play, not the player. Um, and it's, you know, he's, he, I think Steve's Steve, Steve understands the challenge here. It's a, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a monumental challenge for the 49er defense, because what you got to do defensively is you got to take a quarterback who's taking great care of the football, spreading it around and is feeling no pressure. And you got to make him feel uncomfortable and that's going to be a tall task. But, um, you know, I'll say this about seven different dudes said to me this week in the locker room really like our plan, both offensively and defensively. Now, I, I didn't say, hey, do you like the plan? But they don't always volunteer that. So that was that. interesting because I thought, well, why are so many guys saying they like the plan? So they must f- feel good about, uh, at least the players are sold on the idea of the plan this week on both both sides, offense and defense. Kles Limperio, member for nine months. He says, hell yes, and I'll be a member for nine more. Can I interpret that? I like the plan. Yeah. They're running the ball. They're going to do the right thing and run the ball. Because you know when they didn't have the right plan? Baltimore. Baltimore. We asked Chris Forrester afterward. He's like, hey, we were like, hey, why did you run the ball? He was like, I don't know, man. You got to ask Kyle. We thought we were going to have success with that. Christian McCaffrey didn't talk to the media all week after that game. I think a lot of people were surprised. I think they felt that they had to run like a game plan for a run that would work against Baltimore. And then Kyle just got in the game and didn't call the plays. And they're like, so I'm thinking the Niners feel like, hey, we're going to remember what we did to Green Bay in the playoffs a few years ago. Yeah, it's going to be 49ers, I think, schemed, you know, called a couple of pass plays early in that game and said, hey, we can throw the ball. When in reality, I think you're right. I think they should have focused on running the ball against that was the yeah. that's what the numbers said. The numbers yeah. said run it at the Ravens and they threw a couple balls early, got some big plays. And I think. Their eyes fell, got wide. Fell in love with the ball. Fell in love with the pass. Fell behind. Yeah. Fell more in love with the pass, and it avalanched on him. Uh, Italian Niner underscore veto. The Packers have only five days between games, too. Oh yeah, that's that, why the Niners better win. If that's the other one. This is pretty. Yeah. This is kind of interesting to me. Um, teams. Okay, wait. Where is it? Yeah, here it is. Teams on short rest in the playoffs 
facing a team that's on regular rest in the playoffs over the last 20 years or five and 12 straight up hmm. advantage Niners there big time. Hey, one seed against a seven seed with an extra, like you got to win this game. If the Niners lose, we're not going to be sitting here next week being like, Hey man, Green Bay, tip your cap. You got to just tip no, your cap no, and get them. No, 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 no tap, no cap tipping. That's why they got to win this game. They have all the advantages. Yes. Green Bay is dangerous, but it would be scandalous if the Niners lost this game. Yeah, this is not. Get fired. This, is, this is not the San Francisco Giants post game wrap. There'll be no cap tipping. Uh, Kles Limperio, I just want to tell wanna. I got to use wanna more. I just want to tell the 49er fans going to the game make make that place bounce and don't let the weather get you down. 49er faithful, love you both. There you go. Don't get down. Be loud. Drink your tequila before the game. Raise they the roof. Get, that's what I love about the Niner fan. They get it in in the parking lot. Jay Figs Ramon says, if the Niners can use more than one running back, I see them with a solid W. I like uh, that. Yeah. Maybe you finish with uh, with Elijah. I got a prediction real quick. Yeah. Watch for Debo, the running back. Oh, I love that idea. Love it. Wanna They've been see saving it. it. Give me your over-under on the number of Debo carries you want to see. At least five. Yeah, I was there. I'm five, five and a half. At right least there. five. Yeah. Jay Figs, if the Niner can, Niners can commit to the run, use more than one running back. Okay, I got that one. Got you. Uh, we got this one from Joshua Wyatt. 49ers play the wide nine largely because it gives Kyle offense so much trouble. Green Bay runs Kyle's offense only worse. That's why. That's what you're missing. 38-13. Joshua, I hope you're right. Ooh, 13. That'd be interesting. Hey, it could happen. Yeah, He's flavor good. underscore reborn restorations. Hey, Larry, I promised my girlfriend I would ask, what brace did you get your wife for her plantar fasciitis? Off topic, sorry. Um, I got it off Amazon. It was like $29, and uh, it's helped her quite a bit. It's helped her quite a bit, and I would definitely do it. And I don't know the name of the company, but it, if, you go, if you Amazon go to Amazon, type in plantar fasciitis, fasciitis break, it was $29.99. It was black. It was went wrapped around the ankle. Gave it to her for Christmas, and it's helped. Absolutely. Uh, Jeffrey Ray, Green Bay's weak at linebacker around the middle and can't tackle. Our offense is going to rip them apart. Opinion. I think you're right on. Mm -hmm. I think I think uh, Quay Walker is a defensive end. I think Devondre Campbell's too old, and I think mm -hmm. those guys are going to get ruined in coverage. Wasn't Devondre Campbell on the Falcons team that went to the Super Bowl with Kyle? I mean, he's old. I mean, he, I yeah. remember him at Minnesota. It was years ago, University of Minnesota. Kendrick Wheeler says Niners need to sign Chase McLaughlin. He's terrific, the kicker. Oh, God, let's hope it doesn't come down to a kicker. Sure, two X's. Juan back in the field is bigger than mentioned. Juwan? J That's right, Juwan. Third and Juwan. Talked to him yesterday. He's like, I said, man, you make a lot of pressure catches. And he's like, man, it's just like putting on your pants one leg at a time. You go to work, you do your job. That's my job. I think he's minimizing it. He's damn good under pressure. There's something so grimy about Juwan. Like when you're, again, in a good way. It, it, he really does seem like a guy who would hurt you on a football field. Just on a football field. I'm it's just saying, big. but he just, he's got that look like, man, I'm I'm so not in this for the glamour of it, man. I'm in here to hit people. Seriously. That's what I do. For Matthew everything. Sanders. Cute how this Green Bay defense thinks it's going to be a game. Okay. Mm -hmm. e, e underscore Norman, my favorite show, Fernando. Are you going to say Fernando? <laughs> Fernando. Matthew Sanders, any thoughts on Green Bay's trick play, punt, fake punt? Um, Why, I, wait, so the Niners f double fake them. Yeah. 
Got to get Wisnowski involved on offense. He's too good. Fish and chips, press box, glass wall. What do you like and hate about it? I hate how thick it is, and I can't hear the gnat sound. I, I, there's nothing I like about it. I like it. I like being removed from the, <laughs> from the whole. I like it. I like feeling like you're in, like a final exam. I like that. It's cold as hell in there in the summertime too. Yeah. Cheddar, a head says, surely no. There's no way the Fortnite can possibly lose to the youngest playoff team in NFL history off five days rest. There's just no way that can happen. All right. This is Shatterhead. Cheesehead. Into existence. Kellen Edwards, yeah. cone phone tomorrow? Going to be a first timer, first time caller. Not tomorrow, but we'll do it Sunday. Let's do it after the games. So you guys have something to talk about. Yeah, Let's give him something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got cooking the rest of the uh, night? Are you done for the night? Uh, you, what's your, you know, wh- and what do the Niners do on the day before the game, the night before the game? Are they, they're locked up they in a hotel? hotel right? They go to a hotel. That's the thing. Like being a football player is it is glamorous and it's not like you kind of get treated like a child. They have uh, curfews. You know, they can't Pen bring checks. friends over. I mean, I'm sure certain players can kind of like sneak someone over maybe so they can play Xbox or whatever people do. But here's, here's, my, like the, here's yeah. my thought on the bed check. There's no chance that tomorrow. Nick Bosa or Christian McCaffrey or Debo were late for bed check and won't play. No, but if they want to make an example <laughs> of like the worst player on the team, they could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Seriously, if there's a practice squad guy and you somehow aren't there, you're there's gonna be hell well, to pay. Let's say you like you happen to be staying on the road at the same hotel as the team, and you happen to be at the bar uh, down in the lobby late at night. You won't see a player down there. I mean, no. that, you could have 35-year-old, multi-multi-multi-millionaire Trent Williams. Curfew. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But uh, you could see any number of assistant coaches down there getting hammered. Not going to name names. I'm just saying, like, you really get treated like a child as a, as a player. It's, it's just too bad. Grant, we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you there at the game. Everybody. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for.